2: Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Thursday NBA DFS slate. You can find Benny on Twitter at r 11 and over at Rotocurve, Rotowire, among other places. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. The Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you get a chance to rate and review please go ahead and share and subscribe. Benny, how did your guest spot on Sirius go this morning, sir?
3: Oh, pretty good. I was on, uh, you know, with the Roto Expert guys, and you know, BS, and a little bit about tonight's six-game NBA slate that we have, and talking a lot about how you can basically get any guy you want on your roster today because there is an absolute ton of value plays that make sense.
2: Yeah, I agree with you totally, and I've got a couple of these uh, big boys earmarked. The, the uh, rotation changes and the amount of injuries and rest guys that are all happening have allowed you to basically um have carte blanche with your fancy lineups today so let's go ahead and jump into it point guard position here uh is up for the uh six games on the thursday slate let's talk about what you want to do here at the point guard position
3: yeah i think it's you know pretty cut and dry up top for me isaiah thomas is probably the guy in the best spot uh point guard for boston playing against portland trail blazers 2.14 total there, three-point spread, so he should see a lot of minutes, should be able to put up a bunch of points. Portland is a horrendous defense. Damian Lillard, who will probably be the guy guarding him, doesn't play any defense, so I think Isaiah Thomas has a good spot here. I'm not as thrilled with Damian Lillard. As good as he is, Boston has really good point guard defense, so I don't think it's going to be an easy game for him. He's gotten kind of expensive. Um, In spots where he's a little bit cheaper, I guess he makes some sense, but... I kind of feel like the spot is so much softer for Isaiah Thomas going up against him than it is for him on the other side probably going up against maybe Avery Bradley or Isaiah Thomas defense. So that's kind of the way I'm looking at it there. I would have loved Russell Westbrook if I knew Chris Paul was playing. But if you looked, the L.A. Clippers are basically sitting everybody on their team who plays significant minutes. Like all their starters are sitting this one out. They're not, you know, trying to really win this game. So, you know, that... That kills Westbrook a little bit for me because I don't think that this game is going to be. I don't think this is going to be a game where Westbrook plays, you know, 36, 37 minutes. I think that there's a good chance this one turns into a blowout and, you know, he's probably going to see less minutes. He could still put up a triple double when he's out there on the floor, but even if you check his recent game logs, a triple double is not really enough all the time to get him, you know, over that value threshold. But with that being said, with Chris Paul sitting out, you know how do you feel? I know I'm not a big fan of this guy, and we've talked about him throughout the year. But you got to think at like minimum price, Austin Rivers, who's going to be playing 35 minutes now, is somebody we got to look at, right?
2: Yeah, we actually have come around on Austin Rivers. He's done um, enough for me to sort of revamp his game to pick, to to be a better shot taker and um, pick his spots and figure out like within the offense how to not be a you know a consistent. Uh, you know, bad shot taker and a 30% shooter. I mean, you take a look at what he's done in essentially bench minutes ever since he came back off the injury on February 29th there. He's been playing 18 to 29 minutes there, and in about just about half the games, he's reached double figures. And, you know, you would like him to do a little bit more on the floor in terms of, like, rebounds, assists, and steals he's chipped in there. Um, But, you know, in a handful of games, I would say in about – just under half of those uh, those games, if you played him in the GPP, he um, reached, uh, you know, 4.5x or better, which is not bad. I mean, you're on, I don't want to be, you know, you know, pumping the guy up too much here. But, you know, prime example too uh, at home against Boston, which is a really good defensive team, uh, he plays uh, 29 minutes because they broke out to a pretty big lead, and he produced 23 fantasy points, good for 6.6x. At minimum salary, that's exactly what you're looking for. They're like, give me 20 fantasy points with some upside. And, you know, you actually don't even need 20 fantasy points to hit 5x. And with the fact that you know that he's going to get starters minutes right now, this is basically an play. It's 100 over minimum salary. So uh, I'll use him in cash and GPPs. You, you love the fact uh, that this, this game, you know, because it is the Oklahoma City Thunder, it's going to be at a pretty high pace. And because you have to take, um, you know, Chris Ball off the roster in this, there really isn't much they can do to say, you, you know, no matter how bad the score gets, to, to take him off the court. Need him to play big minutes, so the minutes probably locked in for 30 plus guaranteed, and you know he's shown that he can he can get to that 20 point mark, which is really all you need. He's going to have to really fall completely flat on his face, on his face to not get uh, 5x uh, today. So definitely somebody I'm interested in. Uh, uh, Sort of a little bit more expensive than that, but not too much. I you know is my automatic cash play, my salary balancer that I've been using all season long, and that's Patrick Beverly. Um, who's going up against uh, Derek Rose defense Uh, there as well, 5K is the price tag. Um, uh, Derek Rose is not going to be 100%, but it looks like he's probable with that elbow injury. But even when he's been 100%, he's been bottom five in terms of DVP at the point guard position all season long. So I'll definitely be uh, looking to get some exposure to Bev as well. If you're not crazy about everybody up top, and, you know, I I, I hear what you're saying on Westbrook, I still think it's, uh, you know, at least a fairly solid play. But, you know, it is, you know, a very good, you know, shot at that game getting out of hand pretty quickly and you know if you for whatever reason you don't roll Isaiah Thomas I'm totally fine preparing like Bev and Rivers at the point guard position and customizing you know some of the better options that you can take advantage of starting with Harden at the two uh there as well and sort of you know trying to get really big um at the uh other positions that are available to, for us today uh anybody else you want to mention that point guard before we go on to the two
3: Yeah, there's a couple other cheap options. Um, Shane Larkin is like $4,000 or a little bit below. I think he's only a couple hundred bucks more than Rivers. He's been playing 30 minutes over the last four games and putting up about 26 to 28 fantasy points. So I think he's another guy we can take a look at. Um, Also, Tim Frazier from New Orleans. He's around the $4,000 price range as well. Uh again, you know, New Orleans is really only has seven guys that are dressing right now. So every one of them is playing some decent minutes. You know, don't be scared away by the Tony Douglas thing. You know, like I said, they're the only two guys that are out there to play. So he's still seeing, you know, twenty-five to thirty minutes and putting up, you know, twenty-five, thirty fantasy points. So I think so like you said, I think you can go like double cheap if you wanted to. But there is so much value on the slate that I think you're going to, you know, you, you could wind up going cheap all over the place and ending up with, you know, $15,000, $18,000 in salary that you still need to spend. And, you know, that's when you can go back and say, all right, let me take one of these guys out and go up to a Westbrook or, or an IT2 or something like that.
2: All right, fair enough. Uh, I think I'm with you there overall. Let's go ahead and move on from the point guard position over to, over to shooting guard here for the, two, uh, for the Thursday slate and talk about what you want to do with the two.
3: Yeah, I mean, James Harden is the obvious standout here. And at this point in the year, you got to look at motivation, like we talked about last time. His Houston team is clinging to that eighth seed in the West. So, you know, we've seen him play over 40 minutes in the last five or six games because they've needed to win and they need him on the floor in order to do so. And he's a high um, fantasy point per minute producer. So the more minutes he's out on the floor, the more fantasy points he's going to give you. He's given us over 60 in like four of his last six games. You know, his floor has been like 48 fantasy points recently, so I think you're safe to get, a, you know, just about a 5X out of him here and probably even have some upside into the 60s and 70s. So I don't see any way where you can't use James Harden tonight.
2: Yeah, James Harden's going to be locked into my lineups overall, especially if I'm taking my own advice and going uh, double-chief at the point guard position. Even if I did roll Isaiah Thomas, which, I, like I said, um, I agree with you. I think it's a great call. I'm still probably going to cram James Harden in my lineup at ten nine. Uh, because we can take advantage of guys like Jamal Crawford, who I think is going to be just as important as a play, uh, if not more, uh, as Austin Rivers. We're going to need him to do some heavy lifting once again. And, uh, you know, uh, despite the fact that, you know, the the uh, L.A. Clippers are playing basically shorthanded for the majority of the season, they've stayed in uh, a lot of games overall. So, you know, uh, the, the spread is 8.5, but I wouldn't be surprised if they hang out uh, in this game for a, a good portion of Of this contest. And don't forget, um, Kevin Durant didn't play the last contest. I don't know if that was rest or a late injury scratch. Do you happen to know what the deal with uh, Katie Trey uh, sitting against Detroit was?
3: Yeah, to be honest with you, I think it was just rest because I don't think they can really do much with their position anyway. I think they're locked into the three seed, and I think the Clippers are locked into the four seed, which is why the Clippers decided, you know, we're just going to take it easy on the tail end of this back-to-back. We're going to sit Chris Paul. We're going to sit DeAndre. You know, we're going to sit J.J. Reddick. So I completely agree with the Jamal Crawford call. He's 4,700, and you're going to be locked into, you know, 30, 35, probably 35 minutes out of him, and they're going to be asking him to score. So I definitely think that this is a game where – You know, I think Harden and Crawford is going to be a very popular twosome, but, you know, I think it's also the right twosome.
2: Now, the next question I have for you here is, this might be a little bit uh, off the board for a few reasons. Uh, I'm talking about Victor Oladipo here. He's 8200 which is like the second highest uh, price at the shooting guard position for today. He's missed a couple games uh, with a, a wrist issue and then came back and played 26 minutes and didn't do a ton overall you know so uh the the only good news is here is the price tag was up at 85 and it's now it's you know it's $300 discount he's on the road um but it's monte ellis defense there there's a lot of like you know mitigating factors to recommend victor oladipo but because of the spot because of how bad um uh ellis has been all season long and you know the, the the prior production can you make a case for victor oladipo or do you want to go in a different direction
3: Yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't be willing to pay up that high for him because I think there are guys that are cheaper, you know, that I really like the spots that they're in. You know, obviously Crawford, who we talked about. I'm also a big fan of Will Barton today. He's put up two really, really good games back to back here. Um, 32 minutes a game he played in his last two, put up 40 fantasy points in both of them, so I'd rather spend down at like 5400 for a guy like him, or even go like even further below a guy like Crawford to, um, you know, a guy like Crab over on uh, Portland. He's been seeing more minutes lately. He's down there, you know, around minimum price. I think he's like 3600 or 3700 he is today, and he's been giving us, you know, 25, 30 fantasy points, 20 to 30 fantasy points in his last couple of games, so I don't see myself double-spending up for Oladipo. If I had money to come up off of a guy like Crawford, I would rather use that money to come off one of the point guards and get up to, like, an IT2 or, you know, somebody... Or or a Westbrook at the point guard spot and then roll with, you know, Harden and Crawford because I just think the two of them are in such good spots.
2: All right, uh, fair enough. I'm with you with that call there as well. Um, The only other guy that I would be, uh, you know, sort of... uh, interested in, aside from Will Barton, is, you know, I want to take a look at Jimmy Butler. I, I know that this, it's always been a little bit of a question as to whether or not you can, um, you know, trust him for significant production whenever Der- Derrick Rose is in the lineup. Um, and he hasn't set the world on fire, but, you know, the price has been pretty stagnant uh, for him overall. I, I, you see what what's happened. To me, what makes it a little bit interesting is he was sitting at the 8700 range, and I don't think it was necessarily justifiable. And now we've got a thousand dollars, um, off that price tag. So, uh, and it is James, uh, hard in defense in, in, this spot. And we know because of the total that you're going to, you should expect some, some pretty high scoring overall. This little hasn't posted here just yet, but it is in Houston. I expect it to probably be 210 plus. Uh so uh Jimmy Butler is a guy that I will look at because we're getting a significant discount on the price tag and Derrick Rose is not completely healthy with that elbow injury so he might have to cover uh additional um amounts of the load uh, in order to keep uh Chicago in this contest. So um that's how I'm wrapping up the two guard position here. Anybody else that you want to pump before we uh dump over to the 3?
3: No, I think that's about it for two guards. All right, let's
2: go ahead and talk about um the small forward position but before we do that we have to let everybody know that if you're not subscribing to rotowire.com right now um what's your deal we don't we don't know why that's happening and we want to rectify that so we're uh, gonna go ahead and said uh let you know that we have the 10-day free trial available rotowire.com slash pod is where you take advantage of that we've got lineup optimizers for mlb NBA. NFL, NHL, college, basketball, college football, soccer, golf. Uh, eight different DFS sites are covered. Lineup optimizers, up-to-the-minute depth charts, and complete draft kits for all the major sports. If you want to take advantage of all the insider information and articles that we have available at our disposal to give to you, to give you that inside edge, you can do so here along with us here at rotowire.com pod is where you do so. All right, small forward is up. Let's go ahead and talk about what you want to do with the swing position for Thursday.
3: Yeah, I don't mind paying up for LeBron James here if I have the money to do so. I think that Cleveland's a little bit upset about the way that last game against Brooklyn went, and this time they're at home in their building, so I'm expecting them to put on a much better show and, you know, LeBron to really step it up and make sure they don't lose to Brooklyn twice in, uh, you know, a span of two weeks. Coming down from him, the coming down from him though I think is where is where it gets interesting cuz I don't I'm not really looking at Durant or, or Paul George today. I do like Trevor Ariza in that game against Chicago. Chicago's not great at guarding uh, wings outside of Jimmy Butler, who we got to figure is going to be on Harden. So I think Ariza will have a good spot and he's been playing 36 37 minutes too, you know. Harden's not the only guy who's seeing extra minutes right now with uh, with them trying to, you know, make sure they make the playoffs. So Ariza's been doing it as well. So he's been giving us a little bit of an upside, you know, in his last couple games. And then Jeff Green and Jordan Hamilton are two cheap guys that I'm looking at. Hamilton, I think, is more like, you know, maybe he'll get you 6 7x kind of thing at minimum price. Jeff Green is only $1,000 off of minimum price. And he's probably going to have to take on some of the scoring load because there aren't a lot of guys in that Clippers team that can score, especially when you sit... Chris Paul, JJ Reddick, and uh, and DeAndre Jordan. So, to me, those are the the three or four guys that I have my eye on at the small forward spot. All
2: right, uh, I think that's somebody that's um, I, I'm looking forward to uh, getting some exposure to as well. So, I love the LeBron call at ten-one. It's going to be um, some. It's going to put you in um, you know value town territory if you go back to back with LeBron and James Harden. But the good news is is we've got you know the, the guys that we can sort of make a case for that to balance out salary, and Michael Beasley is definitely a guy that I, I, I like getting some exposure to overall. The prices still remain reasonable at 5 k and he's been doing a good job of, of, of paying off this price tag. Take a look at the um, you know the value that he's provided, the 30 fancy points, good for 6.2X, then just comes up with 20 fancy points, just under 21 fancy points, but that was at a $4,700 price tag, that was just below 5X, and then the game before that, 32 fancy points in 27 minutes and 7.1x. So he's been doing a ton of damage, uh, scoring at will and rebounding at a pretty good clip um, off the bench in, you know, 22-plus minutes of action. So I definitely like getting some exposure to uh, Michael Beasley. He's a guy that I'll be interested uh, in as well. And, you know, I want to know if you can make a case uh, for a guy like, like Paul George in the spot uh, against Orlando he's you know top three projected but he never really just you know gets talked about nearly as much when you see LeBron and and Kevin durant as potential options on the slate there as well how do you feel about um, Paul George do you feel like he's going to catch um like Evan Fournier defense because if he does I think that makes him super interesting here for the Thursday slate
3: yeah, I mean he'll probably catch forty eight defense. My my thing with Paul George is, you know, he, he's not a bad option. I mean he had back to back games where he put up, you know, like forty-five fantasy points or so. So, you know, at ninety what is he, ninety five hundred, I think? Uh no, eighty nine hundred. Eighty nine at eighty nine right, so he's about nine K, so he's giving you about five X of a return. My problem is, you know, you can spend up only a couple you know, a couple hundred, a couple thousand more like 11 12 1500 more get a kd or a lebron james who i like a lot better and you know as i said in the opening on this slate today there's so much value that's available there that you can pay up for the guys that you really want to pay up for so i don't mind paul george i mean he's obviously a great player but if i i'm only paying up for one guy at the small forward spot and to me it's probably going to be lebron all
2: right fair enough um I think I'm interested in getting some exposure to Paul George because I think that he might be a nice, um, you know, solid cash gameplay at just 3,900. So for whatever reason, you can't make the, the, the top tier price um, work for LeBron, um, or if you decide to go for with Kevin Durant for some reason at 10.6, I think he's under, uh, interesting there. And then I'll draw the line probably at Michael Beasley uh, uh, for 5K and uh, call it a day in, in that spot. Um, Let's go ahead and move on to the power forward position here on the Thursday site. and you know there's a couple of different ways that we can go here. We've got um, uh, Jared Solinger against Portland. Is a guy who's potentially interesting, um, and you know Serge Ibaka against the empty set that we've talked about against the uh, LA Clippers here. Uh, what's your going? What's going to be your approach here, uh, given the amount of options that we have uh, at the four?
3: Is, is Meritich is listed as a three on?
2: on Fanduel, right? Correct.
3: All right, I also, I also want to just, uh, before we go, I just want to throw his name back in there in the mix too because I have him listed as power forward here. Um, I actually have him as my top power forward play here. If you missed it the other night, Taj Gibson actually got hurt in the first quarter of that game. And whenever Gibson's not in, you know, whenever one of those big guys is out, you tend to see more minutes for the other ones. Miratich played 36 minutes, put up twenty-eight points, ten rebounds, just had an absolutely monster game. So I like Miratich a lot as well if uh if we find out Taj Gibson's out. But he's small forward. So moving on to the power forward spot over here, you know, I think this is another position where you can kind of look to save a little bit of money. You know Kevin Love is actually not very expensive, so I, I consider him actually a salary saver almost in this situation. He's only sixty eight hundred, which I think is a good price for him. And again, the same argument I made—they they got embarrassed by that loss they had last time, so I expect Cleveland to come out here and really, um, you know, put their foot down and put the pedal to the metal. I think this is going to be a good showing for them, and I think you get a good game out of uh, both Kevin Love and LeBron today. I also like uh, Jared Sellinger going up against Portland. Portland's big guys are pretty weak. Sellinger's been playing pretty solid lately. He's been rebounding well and seeing a lot of minutes, and his price is pretty cheap. He's only at fifty six hundred, and I actually like him a little bit more than I like Miles Turner, who's one of the other guys that that people are going to talk about, and a little bit more than I like Aaron Gordon, who's been a solid cash game play but hasn't really shown you any upside. So for tournaments, I think Sellinger's the guy that I like in that you know middle to lower. Uh, Kind of price range there, and then from there you can go down. There's a couple cheap guys you can take a look at. Uh, Darrell Arthur's been playing big minutes the last couple games. He's still dirt cheap at 3600. I think he's in a good spot against that New Orleans team. You know, well, if Taj Gibson's out, I think you get a few more minutes out of Bobby Portis there. He's another guy that you can take a look at. Um, Jason Smith been playing some good minutes now with Vucevic still out of the lineup. You got Dante Cunningham, who is the only guy I know that can play. You know, forty-four minutes on the floor and wind up with less than twenty fantasy points, but you still you still got to respect minimum price getting forty minutes a you know forty minutes a game in a paced up game against Denver. So I think there's a lot of cheap guys that you can look at here, and then you know a couple guys up there in like the five and a half to six and a half k range where you really don't have to spend a lot of money here. I mean, I think the most expensive power forward on the day is actually Thad Young at seventy five hundred. And he's not really somebody that I'm looking to roll out there against Cleveland. So, you know, everybody that you're going to be getting is going to be, you know, like 6500 or less.
2: Yeah, for, for me, I, I think there's a couple different directions that um, you can definitely go in for, for the power forward position overall. Um, I, I I am interested in, in Serge Ibaka because the price has fallen all the way down to $5,500. I, I do agree with your call on Dante Cunningham, despite the fact that I hate his, his game is just, you know, there's they've basically have gone, you know, uh, with nobody um, in terms of, you know, offensive ability. So he's, by hook or by crook, he's going to have to uh, end up taking more shots than he actually should. Uh, Serge Ibaka got the rest day and then before that had followed up, you know, his last three contests with 5.5, 6.3, and 6x. In three of the past four games, those came against Houston, one against uh, at home in a big spot against the San Antonio Spurs, and on the road on the number two seed against the Toronto Raptors. So he's really stepped up his production, um, you know, based on the uh, based off of the price tag. It hasn't been really overwhelming. It's really just like fifteen and eight in three straight games, but that's exactly what you need to pay off um, that that salary. So we've finally gotten him to a reasonable price, and you know we don't have to uh, expect as much. And this is a good spot for him to produce, uh, you know, uh, given the matchup uh, as well. So I'll be taking a look at Serge Ibaka um, in, in this spot. Now, the, the next question that we have is, you know, where do you draw the line on the bottom of the barrel aside from Dante Cunningham? Is there anybody else in the, you know, uh, that same area, uh, area like, you know, the Tristan Thompsons, uh, the Ed Davises, the... Um, even maybe the Miles Turners against you know that 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 set, and then you have Aaron Gordon at 5700. Any of those like you know one to two k above min salary guides that we can sort of scratch a lottery ticket tick on at least in a GPP, or are you going to draw the line uh, at, at the very bottom with Dante Cunningham?
3: Um, yeah, I mean you know like I said, I like Darrell Arthur on the other side as well. You know even with uh, Fareed back, yes, the last couple games. You know, he's still playing big minutes, putting up big numbers, and I think he's still down at, what, like thirty six, thirty seven hundred 3700 as well. You know, I think he, he's a little bit interesting. I, I think you want to spend up a little bit more on there, though. I mean, I don't, I don't really love a lot of the guys down at the bottom. I think it basically is what you said. You're kind of scratching the lottery ticket and taking a, a GPP chance. But for cash games, I'm not going down to any of those guys down there.
2: All right, fair enough. All right, let's go ahead and close out the show here at the center position and talk about what you want to do here in the pivot for the Thursday slate.
3: Yeah, I think this is pretty easy for me. There's really only two guys I have on my list. If I can afford to pay up, I'm going to Pau Gasol. Uh, going up against Houston, Houston's big guys aren't all that good. You know, Pau's a guy that can give you a lot of, a lot of points, a lot of rebounds, um, gets a decent amount of assists, can add in a block and a steal as well. So he's the one guy that I'd be willing to pay up for. The guy who I'm actually the most interested in, though, is Cole Aldridge. You got no DeAndre Jordan in this game. You got Aldridge at bare minimum price at 3500 over on FanDuel. He's going to see 30 to 35 minutes. If you look at his game log, anytime this guy sees over 24 minutes of action, when he sees over 24 minutes of action, he's been giving you about 30 fantasy points, if not more. So I expect him to see over 25 minutes in this game. I expect him to put up 30 fantasy points. So for a price of only 3500, I'll gladly take a guy whose floor is probably 8x and gives me, you know, 10 or 11x upside.
2: All right. So for me, I love the call just call minimum price. Whenever they've rolled into the lineup, he's been a monster. I think he's an underrated player who probably been, should have been playing more, you know, backup minutes all, all season long. They have integrated him more since. Um, you know, they had the injuries that they had and uh they you know when DeAndre Jordan missed a few games there for a bit. So he's been involved, but to me I think he's always been an underrated guy who has a nice, you know, fifteen foot range uh outside game and you know holds his own in the there um in the paint as well. So I do like that call. I actually, you know, don't mind in this spot gambling with Dwight Howard who's a little bit more um you know expensive than Cole Aldridge for sure. Sixteen hundred is a price tag. But, you know, if you come down below a Pagasol for 8,500, Dwight Howard has been, you know, producing at, at a double double level and not much more than that. Um, but, you know, Pagasol has been a guy who I think has been ranked in the bottom 10 pretty much all season long at in, in center defense um, at, at, the, uh, at the pivot. So, if you, for some reason, it's going to be the problem I have with salary construction is, is if I go LeBron and if I go James Harden, it's going to be very, very tough for me to squeeze. Uh, Power Gasol in there unless I'm going min everywhere else. And like you said, you can actually go close to min at the point guard position for two guys or close to it. And, you know, at, um, you know, power forward down below if you want to scrape the bottom with like Dante Cunningham. So you can make it work. um, But if you find that you're a little bit in a salary squeezer spot, I I would be interested in Dwight Howard at 6,800 uh, because he's at home and it's going to be uh, the Chicago Bulls defense who have coughed up a lot of points in many different spots on the road, so um, that's interesting to me. And but to, I'm with you 100%. Cole Aldridge is going to be a max exposure for uh, guy uh, for me as well. The last question I have to you is: um, I, I think the Denver Bigs are in a pretty good spot, um, but you know it's turned back into a guessing game between Jokic and you know and Nurkic. Um, the the good news is is that you, we might have some injury uh, situation or I guess illness is what you can call it with uh, with Nurkic, which may keep him out of the out of the mix here and make our our choice a little bit simpler. Do you want any exposure there because it is New Orleans and you know that that home mess with Omer, Sheik, Ajinsa uh, and Kendrick Perkins, or are you just going to be a hundred max exposed to Cole Aldridge that you're not going to get involved there?
3: Yeah, I mean I. I know that Aldridge is going to see 25 to 30 minutes because they don't have anybody else. I don't know what's going to happen with Denver. I mean, Jokic could play 30 minutes. He could play 15. Nurkic could get 25 minutes this game. He could be a DMP, and this is a late start game, so I might not know that before you know lineups lock anyway. You, know, you look at a guy like Lavernier who's been getting a couple extra minutes. I mean, if you told me two of these three guys aren't playing, I would love the other guy. But right now, I have no way of knowing which one of these guys is going to play twenty minutes, and which one of these guys is going to play thirty, and which one of them is going to play fifteen. Because as we've seen, you know they're they're more than content to switch it up on a game by game basis, and you know stay with the hot hand or you know go with the matchup that's working. And for fantasy purposes, I want certainty. I want to know, you know, this guy is going to see this many minutes, or this guy is going to see that many minutes in my cash games. And in my tournaments, I want as much upside as I can get. And I don't feel like any of those guys have more upside than Cole Aldridge does because Cole Aldridge can get me the same 30, 35 points that these other guys can get me. And he's doing it at 3,500, and I'm I'm more positive about the number of minutes he's going to play. So it's really tough for me to pick any other value play other than Cole Aldridge today because I just think he's in such a good spot. And, you know, you know what you're getting from him. I mean, if we remember last year when this guy was on the Knicks at the end of the season, you know, he was almost a must-roster guy in March in, in NBA DFS because he was putting up, you know, 25 to 40 fantasy points on any given night, and he was doing it at a, you know, a minimum price. So that's basically the situation we have with him here. DeAndre Jordan is definitely not playing today. You know, I think you just roll Cole Aldridge out if you're looking for a cheap guy and you don't overthink it.
2: All right, fair enough. I think I'm going to have a ton of exposure there. That's how I'm going to have it, um, uh, where I sort of, you know, book my uh, bookmark a, a lot of my action, and uh, I'm fine living and dying with uh, with Cole Aldridge in the majority of my laps overall, and if you want to pay up uh, because you have a salary, then you have got a couple of good options with Howard and Gasol in the same game. And that's going to wrap it up for the Rotowire DFS podcast for Thursday. Thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget to check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. You can check me out on Twitter at Josh FS, And it's at Rotowire and Rotowire.com for all your season long and DFS fancy wants and needs. Thanks for checking us out. We'll see you next time.